This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Date Night China explores life and love for better relationships in China. Every week, we hear from different guests and dive into dating, relationships, mental health, and how both expats and Chinese people connect with each other here in China. Join the Date Night community through our podcast and events in Beijing and Shanghai, and catch up on all the latest stories on our official WeChat account. Find our account on WeChat by searching Date Night China. No spaces, no capital letters. You can also join our WeChat group by adding Rachel, me, on WeChat. You can search Rachel Weiss twenty two, R A C H E L W E I S S twenty two. And now for this week's episode. Welcome back to Day Night China podcast. I'm Nathan, and I am Rachel. Episode three will be all about mental health and how to talk about it when dating in China. So, is talking about mental health on a first date a red flag or a green flag? This week, we've asked several China daters to tell us how they would feel if their date said they were seeing a therapist. And on top of that, we've actually brought in an actual licensed therapist to respond. So Xiao Jie is a therapist who founded Candle X, which is dedicated to bringing knowledge, awareness, and support on mental health to the international community here in China. She's also a good friend of ours that we've known here in, in Beijing for two years now, yeah, maybe. About two years, so yeah. she's somebody we've interacted with. We've done events with Candle X before. It's a really great community. And Xiao Jie is just a really、uh, fantastic therapist who we decided we'd like to chat with on this episode. Today, indeed.、Mm. So、uh, today we'll chat more with her about discussing mental health and how to bring it up when you're dating. So welcome, Xiaojie. Thank you so much for joining us for our episode today. Thank you for having me. I've been very excited. Yeah, well, we've been friends for a while. We've known you. We've done a few events over the last couple of years. So it's nice to actually to finally get you on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do here in Beijing? Right. So I am a psychotherapist. I also、uh, I'm a director at CanoX and also co-founded a project that provides therapy sessions for women who are in an abusive relationship called Project A. Excellent, and we're going to be talking more about、uh, CandleX and more signposting towards the end of the episode. But for this segment, we asked China daters, "How would you feel if someone told you that they were seeing a therapist on their first date?" So we've got some clips, and we want to listen to your responses. I've tried to group them into th- sort of three categories. First, we're going to listen to the people that are pro talking about mental health on a first date,、uh, people that are advising why it might not be a good idea in the second group of people,、uh, and then we've got more of a、um, a social critique on discussing mental health.、Uh, so, are you ready to get into the clips? Yes, I am ready. Right. Let's do it. My name is Valentine. I'm from the UK, and I've been in China for just over two years. So, on a first date, if someone mentions that they go to therapy, and to me, that shows that they're quite vulnerable. So, I'll be like really happy to hear that, and I'll be, I'd appreciate that because they're honest and and they're also working on themselves. So that would kind of give me a really good sense of that person. I mean,、um, of course, it,、um, it varies what they could be going to therapy for, but the fact that they're, they're taking the steps to go to therapy one, two, and sharing it with someone they just met, which could be a deal breaker or not,、um, I think that's very brave of them. And because I'm, I'm an honest, I'm an open person as well. So if that person is that open to me, 
Um, I definitely take a, a liking to them, for sure, yeah. I'm Lebo Libisi uh, from South Africa, Pretoria, and I've been in Beijing almost four years now. Well, I'm a licensed counselor, so I would be like, great, fantastic. I think that's good. I think therapy isn't just for when you're feeling bad or wrong. Everybody needs at some point or other to check in. Uh, Do you feel like a few years ago there was a study done um, where they said that people that were, that were open about the mental health were less attractive or less likely to um, you know, get some? Do you feel like it's more attractive now to know that somebody's like doing the work? Do you think? Do you think perceptions have shift? Shift? I don't know if uh, if if that's if that's necessarily been a thing. I didn't know about the study. I'm glad nobody told me about that study because it did not impede any of my efforts to try and, as you say, get some when I was younger. Um, I think people who are putting in the work um, probably just aren't as uh, careless about their emotions and the spaces that and the things that they will endure. Right? They probably are like, mm, I don't want that. I can't and cut it off immediately. Boundaries and so forth. My name is Mike. I'm from the great state of Texas, and I've only been in China for five months. I'm fresh. Uh, so if someone told me that they were seeing a therapist and they told me on the first date, <laughs> I would be like, oh, that's a good thing you're seeing them now because after this date, you'll definitely need to go to one. Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, but for real. Um, no, honestly, if someone told me that, I would be like, for, so I'm very sensitive to that stuff because I myself have had quite a, an extensive uh, history of mental health issues. So if someone, so I can totally understand where someone is coming from if they felt the need or even wanted to share that hey i'm seeing a therapist right now i'd be like oh cool that's awesome i appreciate you telling me that i don't know maybe it's because i'm so open about mental health stuff because of my own struggles that uh to me it, it's almost like a normal part of conversation to me it's like one girl i went on a date with and it was like a really good conversation like if, if the conversation you know wasn't going the way that it was i probably wouldn't have said anything but just in our sharing and getting to know each other it just kind of led to that and to be honest like it's such a huge part of my lived in experience as a human being and as who i am that it's relevant to who I am so I would walk away from the first date feeling like yeah this person really didn't get to you know I know you can't really get to know someone on just one date but I, I'd me I wouldn't feel comfortable like not sharing some you know breadcrumbs related related to that but I know pe different people receive that stuff differently so I'm aware of that but I guess it really <clears throat> this is where emotional intelligence comes in okay this is why it's important uh just kind of gauging how the conversation's going yeah I guess I would say because like I said I went on one date first date great conversation which shout out to Rachel because she gave me a great date place, Jiggly's. If you need a first date place, go to Jiggly's. Um, yeah, that, that conversation w you know, went that direction and I felt like it was appropriate to share. But if I felt otherwise, yeah, I probably wouldn't. Okay, so three guys there in Beijing that uh, were pretty open and, and, and positive about speaking about mental health and, and or somebody speaking to them about their mental health on a first date. Uh, Shadia, what were some of the standout things that, that really spoke to you from those comments? Right. So when I listened to them talking about uh, how they will react, that brings the peace of their experiences. Like Mike talked about how he had a mental um, struggles in the past and that alone um, 
helped him to understand the struggles in other people and understanding the road that they had to take. So when he hear other people talk about mental health, it brings that sense of just appreciation to be able to talk about it. He almost feel like, well, you know, it's normal. It doesn't feel like he has a strong reaction to it's so amazing that you can talk about it or he has a negative you know, uh, emotion that react to that as well. Um, I think, you know, when Valentine talk about that, there is more that more positive feeling coming out of it where he's happy and he f- almost, you know, in his words, that makes me think that he values being open. He values being by being open, we can truly connect with the other person. At the end of the day, you want that intimacy coming out of being open. So for him, talking about mental health shows vulnerability, it shows honesty, um, and it shows the type of quality he looks for from the other person, which is continue to work on themselves. So these are the thoughts that pop into his mind that give him the feeling he is happy about it and he is open about talking about it. Excellent. Okay. So, um, also quick shout out to Mike for giving me a shout out because, uh, Wiggly Jigglies is a great first date place if you are in Beijing. And it's actually just a good place to work. I, I work there <laughs> on my days, days off all the time. In fact, actually, a lot of season one was recorded there. Yeah, it, it was really terrible audio, but it was a good experience because it was lockdown time and we couldn't record in a private place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy days. Anyways, thanks, oh. Wiggly Jigglies. Yeah, this is not them. sponsored by Wiggly Jigglies, by the way. <laughs> Maybe it should be. Okay, so the next clip, we've got one interview, and this person uh, shares her thoughts on why she wouldn't talk about mental health on a first date and why she thinks it's a, sort of a, 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 not a, a great idea. Let's have a listen. My name is Elise. I've lived in China for three years, and I am from Michigan in the United States. I think if someone told me that they were seeing a therapist on the first date, um, I would maybe think that they're a little unstable, not because they're going to therapy, but because they need to let me know right away. I don't know you, sir, and I want to get to know you, but you don't have to tell me everything right away. Like, there's a process to this, and I don't want you to feel comfortable that you can just spill your guts to me. That's just not really, in my mind, how a relationship works. Things take time. We should take the time to get to know each other. I want to know these things about you, and I would be excited to know, but I am like, okay, you've told me everything on the first date. What about the second date, and the third, and the fourth, and the fifth? I think it's attractive if a man goes to therapy, because men don't like to go to therapy, according to the TV, because I don't know, I haven't man in so long. But (laughs) um, yeah, I would maybe be a little turned off just because I'm like, I like to keep the air of mystery and like I want to keep wanting more from you. And when you tell me everything straight up front, uh, I don't really have anything to look forward to. But if someone is going to therapy, I wouldn't judge them. I would congratulate them. I'd be like, good for you. I hope you're getting the help that you need. Okay, so that clip, Elise, uh, very different from the boys. Uh, what are your thoughts? 
So after hearing this, it makes me kind of picture Alice as someone who would really love a gift that you wrapped around with 10 layers of gift wrappers. It sounds to me that she likes the mystery. So having someone to say that they are seeing a therapist is almost, well, you just told me what you got me for my birthday party. So for me, I think she likes the approach of a peeling the onions, leaving something that's really great to look forward to later, right? So to talk about how it's attractive for men to um, go to therapy sessions and she would like to learn about that. She want to leave the treasure to the last round at the finish line. So uh, this comes back to an interpersonal relationship, especially on the first date. You don't know who you're talking to. So for people who like distance and to take one step at a time to get to know you, for you to immediately run over to that person and share too much that for that person is too overwhelming and it's oversharing. It doesn't, she doesn't feel like it's vulnerability. She thinks it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's honesty, but she likes the, it's a certain approach of dating that she likes, which is slow, mysterious, um, and, and leave the good things for later to discover. It's kind of, it sounds like it's also kind of like, you know, when have you ever been on one of those first dates where people talk about why they're not with their ex anymore <laughs> yeah. and they talk about how the relationship was horrible and everything that they did, you know, yeah. I think I've done that before and I never got a second date because yeah. you're oversharing, right? Yeah, oversharing. It's kind of like, would you tell your date on the first day how much money you make, right? And how would you feel if the other person is asking how much you make every month, right? Yeah. 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 No, I agree with that. I think it goes down to a lot of like, even what going back to Mike said before, I know we're not totally there yet contrasting them, but I think it's the emotional intelligence, reading the room and the conversation vibe. And yeah, if you're oversharing too much right away and that's not actually where the conversation's at, it's too much. It can be too much at that point. Yeah. And I like what you go back when you go back to, you know, Mike talk about, uh, you know, you don't really get to know each other in one date. And here, at least also talking about that. And that's just having the curiosity in dating, right? I think the beauty of dating is discovering another person, knowing what they like and what they don't like, little by little, right? So I think it's the process that we like, not to necessarily get into a relationship right away, because that's what, you know, like... You don't want to end up in the marriage right away because that's all too familiar. It's the journey that's beautiful, right? And talking about mental health is that piece that, you know, can be subtle depending on how each other feels, um, depending on your experiences and how you perceive the topic of seeing a therapist on the first date. Yeah. What is your kind of overall um, feelings and thoughts then now having listened to everybody now? What do you kind of like feel mm. about what people have mentioned about bringing up a therapist on a first date? Yeah, I do want to talk about every time you give information, especially if you volunteer that information, there is an intention, there is that need. So if a scammer, they, they, they do that because they want you to they want to target on, on, on women who are more uh, vulnerable to or who have highly empathetic, empathetic 
right? Uh, very empathetic. So they will say, I lost my wife recently due to cancer. And I'm here. I'm, I haven't been dating for two years, but I'm ready to date now. And women sometimes love men who take time to mourn. Mm. And they, they, they take the bait. Sometimes they will tell you right away this thing a therapist because they haven't, they, they're just, um, oversharing or they haven't had anyone to talk about it and it's kind of just I had to I had to talk about it right now it's more of a venting process right and some are get some right little boy I think a little boy and them I think little boy talk about yeah yeah so, well about, I asked that question because the study was like yes uh, yes people that people we, that a couple of years ago people that did share mental health stories they were one deemed less attractive and 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 two less sexually active Right, right. So is that that the piece of, you know, like my intention is to get some, whether that's financially or sexually, right? So there's always that piece of intention. And sometimes it's just natural. I found out that you love psychology. We take online classes and I know already that you have a pretty um, positive uh, attitude towards people seeing mental health. And I might just say that it's to express the fact I am on the same page and I'm your people and we are compatible. So there's always that intention subconsciously when we volunteer in some information. Yeah. And I would say, you know, here we can talk about um, when you do say you are seeing a therapist, I assume in this episode we are volunteering that information, not being asked. Right, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. We're assuming yeah. that's what the question's assuming that somebody yes. would volunteer that information. Yeah. yeah. So if you volunteer, there's always that intention. What is your need? What is your goal? You know, like your going intention. It's a very subconscious need, and sometimes people just wanna. I want to be strong today, and I just want to be able to talk about it. So. Maybe they haven't been smart enough to be the right person to talk about it. Right. Well, actually, our next clip. Uh, may have a viewpoint on why somebody would mention mental health on a first date. So let's listen to the final clip of the episode. Here's Mark. My name is Mark Alan Karanja. My Mark Alan Karanja Ngina, depending on whether you're looking at my passport or just me. Um, I come from Nairobi, Kenya, and I've been in China for four and a half years. It's going to be five years this summer. So let's just say five years. The thing about mental health has become more acceptable in society for people to say, I am struggling with my mental health. I am dealing with a couple of things. I need to seek professional help. That is great. But... It has also become, in my opinion, the new Instagram filter. I don't know if you remember back when we were kids and there were things like Meryl's Place and The Bold and The Beautiful. I don't know how, how many people are that old. <laughs> or I had no business watching those shows because I was very young. But back then, there used to be the trope of the sensitive guy and the way people would show they would talk about the sensitive guy is a guy who cried at a movie. So there would be the guy who would cry on command because they knew that that is what people wanted. That is what conversations about mental health have become now. That people use certain terms 
way too freely for my for my maybe it's because I'm Kenyan and African and 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 I just don't like you know willy-nilly anything <laughs> channeling my mother um but they use certain words that have a lot of heft in very careless ways like t- talking about oh I'm depressed oh you know I'm having I'm going through a mental breakdown oh I can't cope and if you were to push further and ask someone because now we also live in a society where we don't want to shame people for what they say because you know god god forbid we we traumatize people but at the same time we have a burden of of finding out more you know at least i believe so if you were to push further you would find out you would find that that is just something that people say because those are the buzzwords of the period that now because everyone is in therapy and so many people declare on their wechat posts that you know if if he ain't going to therapy then i don't want him if she ain't going to therapy then i don't want her and people now are adjusting to that in the same way that back then people the guys knew that the only way to get into a girl's pants is to show them that no i am not macho i am the sensitive guy okay so that was mark's assessment of how society is sort of viewing mental health and i'll just say actually one correction it's I believe it's Melrose's place and not Meryl's place. Like when he was recorded in the interview, I thought the same thing, but he was on a roll and I didn't want to interrupt, but I'm pretty sure it's Melrose's place. Um which is sort of like Well I, to ask him. Yeah, I was around but I was a baby, but um uh, it's cool that he was too. So, thoughts on what Mark said. Were you just like age shaming or something? <laughs> no, it's I mean no, like, I mean it's I was just a baby then, but it's cool that he, he was, watched it. He was too. He was younger than me, so like it's it's fun. Sorry, though. It's funny. It's okay. Fun. Um so yeah, Shaoji, what are yeah. your thoughts? Yeah, my thought on this is uh we have gone so far that the way we view people who are seeing a therapist really vary vary from people to people some people think you know it's absolutely not cool uh they might be having serious issues and i don't want to even see them for a second day some other people think oh it's super cool it's like that gucci bag i saw that person carries and that person might just mean they have access to vip rooms or the first lounge and all that right and what mark is saying is you know for that specific a group of people saying that they are seeing a therapist immediately put them in that space where they are the cool people they are the strong and vulnerable people who are just cool you know so people can use that to portray a certain image on the first date to impress cuz on the first date what are we doing on the first date we get to know other people we are also trying to impress the other person. So saying that might just be impressive. Yeah. And I think that might be true in some cases where people the same reason why you wear make wear, wear your makeup on the first date. Right? Cover some of the spots. It's interesting. Do you think that's a an overall good or bad thing? You know, cuz there used to be a lot of stigmas around talking about mental health and right. and going to see a counselor or a therapist and there used to be like such 
overwhelmingly negative things associated with it. And now suddenly some people are using it as a really, you know, positive, cool, like in crowd you know? thing. Yeah. So is that overall a positive thing then that people are talking about it and even using it that way? Or is that, could that be potentially just a bad thing as well and, right. and negative or even harmful for people who are seeing a therapist for you know, their own valid reasons. Right, right. And that piece really goes back to what I mentioned earlier about the intention. We all have an intention when we volunteer the information to the other person, right? So if you are on a first date and your date just blurt out that, I think for you, maybe ask your question, ask that question, well, what's my, what is my assumption what this person is saying that? Right, because they can be someone who is looking to get into your pants, getting some money, or maybe that person just looking for deep connections. And you have been that on that day for maybe 20, 30 minutes. You have a general idea of that person already. Is it a natural flow for 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 that person to say I'm in, uh, seeing a a therapist? Right. So so I would I would say you know on the first date. Um, if you notice that you have an intense emotional reaction to it, always come back and be curious about what does that tell, tell me about me? What is my experience and attitude towards people who are seeing a therapist in general, right? Because you might be acting, reacting to that belief and that attitude within yourself rather than reacting to the other person who, who's sitting next to you or in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good thing, like what you said about the intention, um, and just gauging the conversation, seeing is this feeling natural, is this feeling like a normal flow, they're open to talking about it, I have, a, I feel good about their intention, I feel good about this conversation feeling right now, great, let's talk about it, or nope, nope, red flag, this is too much, oversharing, oversharing, yeah. I, I think that's a really good way to just be in tune with um, how you're feeling about it. So what are some ways that people can um, maybe feel comfortable, maybe they're the one who wants to share that they're seeing a therapist. What are some ways that when you're first dating somebody, uh, maybe a first date, maybe a second date, when can somebody know when is the right time to share that information? Mm. I think it goes back to um, the chemistry that you are co-creating. And if you want to share that, you also need to um, know why you want to share that. For example, I think it's a great thing to do. Eventually you're going to share with your partner how much you make, you know, a year. And that's the same thing. Seeing a therapist, it's, uh, bringing up the topic of the struggles that you have in the relationship. The successful ones are those couples who are very self-aware of themselves as individuals. They are aware of their past experiences, um, how that, you know, some of the small traumas they, they, they've had can trigger them and bring difficulties and challenges in their present moment. And if you're coming from that space of, I want to share this so we can have a shot, I think that's a good place to come from. Um, but if you just want to share just because you want to share, you might want to hold that thought and think about, think, think through it before you, you, you say it. Yeah, so really manage your impulses and understanding all the need and motives that drive you to have that need to share. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good advice. And for people to take the time as well, because there may be some sort of pressure to 
uh, like be on board with with being so open about mental health, you know, because it has got that perceived quality of being more accepted now and it's like oh well I need to be on board so I should share this it's like well maybe you shouldn't just yet you know maybe you should really reflect on it yeah Uh, but yeah I could see how what Mark was saying about how if it is more popular in a in a shallow way you might get the wrong impression or somebody might get the wrong impression and I think well I need to share this and it could actually be damaging to getting closer to somebody right yeah yeah I have a question for you, Xiaojie. Yes. As a therapist then, with you dating or even meeting new people, <laughs> do you find an interesting um, reaction when you first tell people that you're a therapist? Like right. if you're on a date and they didn't know that before, do people have this kind of response as well? Like either a really positive reaction like, oh, cool, a therapist. Yeah. Or do some people maybe treat you like, oh, this can be, this can be like a good therapy session for me. Yeah. Um, or do some people have maybe like still a negative stigma of like, oh, okay, uh, cool, I don't need one. But like, that's cool that, you know, you help mm, people. Mm. So far, there are some stories that really stood out. I think I had uh, one day where this person sort of asked all the questions about mental health, which I normally get with you guys or with other people who are, you know, from the media sector and we're just doing psychoeducation sessions, right? And there were days that were like that. I felt like, oh my God, shall I just send you the links? (laughs) So that's one of it. And then the other ones were people were like, oh, and they would pause uh, are they probably thinking, what did I just say? Yes. What, what oh, does this no. say about me? Is she reading into it? Yeah. Oh, no. I can imagine people might be just like, you know, they might change how they sat. Yes. You know, so, okay, uncross your arms. And, uh, be open. Sit up straight. Smile. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like, just like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, because, you know, dating is sometimes it's about, I want to uh, know the other person. The energy is on them. But sometimes they are become super self-aware, right? Because... I did. I did even get asked one time, "Am I being analyzed right now?" <laughs> and I asked him, "Are you paying like- for the session?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you will get people who feel a little nervous, and I even got a ridiculous question, but also very common and very funny. And they say, "So you know what I'm thinking?" <laughs> no, I like, don't know what like you're, you're thinking. Like you're a mind reader. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So it's been interesting. That's also normally like sometimes I just say I work in the mental health sector. I don't tell them specifically. I, I'm also a therapist for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever dated another therapist? Mm, there's just not so many male therapists around. <laughs> no, I can't. You know, it'd be very interesting because I can't. I can't imagine the conversation we'll be having. It would be more or less, oh, mm, that's interesting. <laughs> Tell me more about that. <laughs> oh, so I, I feel like you need to breathe a little bit. I, I can see how you are very aroused emotionally right now. So maybe we can just drink some water before we come back to talk about it. <laughs> so, very, yeah, that would be sure. quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, no, this has been really great, Xiaojie, and it was really wonderful to, like, listen to these different people's perspectives, because like you mentioned, I think everybody also has their own experience and values that they're taking and bringing in mm-hmm. to their dates, and that goes with, you know, how they bring up mental health, but an assortment of other topics, like you've mentioned as well. 
Um, and I think that just really shapes how people experience and go through dates and what they're comfortable bringing up and, and talking about with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, it, mental health does affect all areas of, of life, especially dating as well. So I am sure this is not the last that uh, we've heard from you. I hope not from the sh- on the show. Uh, so thank you for coming along today. Yeah, thank you, Shaji. Yeah. Any kind of final takeaways for our listeners when you know discussing mental health um, on first dates or just in general? Mm. In general, I just say stay tuned. I love Day Night China, and I think you did too. Oh, and before we go, actually, just a quick signposting. If anybody's interested in learning more about Candlex, how would they go about it? Mm. Um, they can look up our WeChat account, which is CandleX2015, or our website, www.candlex.cn. If they know someone who are recovering from abusive relationship, they could also get into get in touch with us through Project A. Great. Well, that's it. That's the end of the episode. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs>